So this is kind of a simple idea that's really birthed out of the fact that I'm getting old. <laughs> um, and it's what if church did daytime Bible studies? And by daytime, I don't mean like, you know, six o'clock. By daytime, I mean like noon or like 9 a.m. Um, and the reason I have thought about this is because um, as I am now getting older with kids, nights are precious. Nights are very precious. Um, I uh, have discipleship on two nights a week. I have uh, date night with my wife and God on one night a week. I have date night with my family on one night a week. Um, and I try to prioritize a like date night with friends, right? Or intentionally reaching out to friends on another night a week. That's five nights already that are booked for me. Um, and so when I think about other people, uh, probably your nights are pretty booked as well, um, <clears throat> especially if you have families. And I think that the idea of usually having Bible studies at night is, for me, connected to college ministry. Because when I was in college, <laughs> I wasn't even awake at 11 a.m. on most days. And so I got into this pattern of doing um, Bible studies at night. And even what I've seen with the Zoom Bible studies during COVID, uh, the ones that are at night, they are predominantly attended by college students or by single young adults. And in that way, I think, keep doing it, right? Go ahead, right? Like that, that's great. But what if we also thought about doing Bible studies during the day? For example, especially right now with COVID, most people who are working from home, they have lunch, right? They have a lunch break. They should have a lunch break as mandated by our government, right? Like they should have a lunch break, 30 minutes, one hour, whatever that is. I'm sure that there are people within every congregation, ours included, where that lunch break overlaps, right? Where they take a lunch break noon to one or one to two or 11 to 12, whatever that is every day. And I think that that's such a valuable time because especially working from home, most people's lunch breaks are lonely. Most people's lunch breaks are not something that they necessarily look forward to in a positive way. It's just a break from work. And I think that there's value in looking at people's day-to-day -day schedules and finding areas that can be redeemed, that can be changed, that can be filled, right? Instead of taking what is for me, other areas that are maybe more precious, uh, night times. Which is funny because, you know, I've talked about, want, about requiring members to sacrifice and all of that, and I believe in that. But I think that for a church, we have to always ask, when are we asking our members to sacrifice and for what, right? And if we're asking them to sacrifice, and the weird thing is like for me now, even being older, and I think about pastors who are older, right? When I did nighttime Bible studies was when I didn't have kids. And therefore it wasn't a big deal for me. I look at pastors who have children of their own that are doing a Bible study at seven o'clock, right? Seven to nine o'clock, which is when you should be putting your kids to bed when you want to be putting your kids to bed, you know? It's when you should be reading them Bible stories. Um, and I'm like, why are you here, <laughs> you know? Like, why are you here? Um, and in that, I think maybe the bigger question of this what if, right, is 
really like what if we saw different people in different life stages, different life schedules and built church to a reasonable degree accommodate those different life schedules to understand that people who are working um, have different schedules. People who have kids have different schedules. Even right now, my mother-in-law is having a Zoom thing with our elderly ministry, our KM, and this is the perfect time to do it, right? 9, 10 a.m. on a Thursday. Uh, and I think that for a lot of our second gen churches, this is something that we don't really think well enough about. Um, at least, and I could be wrong, right? You know, and it varies church to church, but just kind of like an overarching view. I feel like a lot of the second generation churches that I've seen that I've been a part of, they really just default to college ministry modes um, and ministry, college ministry schedules. And to rethink that, to say, what if daytime Bible studies, prayer meetings could be a part of the spiritual life of your church members? And, you know, even thinking about going back from COVID and meeting in person and more people going back to work, hey, this could, you know, like this is something that is huge, right? Like, um, I had a friend who, for a while, shout out to Joanne Kwan, who was uh, my, one of my interns and a friend. Um, I remember when she was working at NBC Universal and there was a prayer group that met once a week of Christians at NBC Universal. It doesn't even have to be, you know, like just your church, right? If you have work, if you have believers, right, that are in all these different workforces and these different workplaces, making sure that they find those avenues for daytime Bible study, prayer meetings, spiritual development, growth, care, all that stuff, and taking advantage of those. Um, and then as well, it, it becomes evangelical, right? Like for most of you who have workplaces, you probably, um, when you clock out, you wanna clock out, you wanna go home. But if you're working in an office and you have, you know, a you have a lunch break, sitting together in a commissary and doing Bible study or praying, and it doesn't have to be this like I'm broadcasting it to the world, but you know, your coworkers are gonna see you. They're gonna see that this is something that you do. And hopefully they ask about it. You can even invite them to it. That's a way in which we grow, you know, individually and to grow evangelically. So, yeah, what if we rethought kind of what our daytimes in Christ could be? 